is me doing my my dance happy happy wednesday wherever you are on this still phenomenal planet i'm trying different glasses let me see how i feel i still like these i have these glasses and you know but in any case truth be told i'm gonna be doing lasik i'm i'm just i'm over it i'm over it i'm over glasses i'm over glasses i'm ready to correct i have astigmatism so i'm ready to correct astigmatism i've been dropping hints to my husband to see if he'll kind of you know see what his response is and uh, so far yesterday he's like yeah i said did you know lasik lasik eye surgery was you know it's to cure astigmatism i have astigmatism <laughs> dropping those hints that uh this is going down. This is happening. In any case, welcome, welcome, welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate, uh, where we discuss the flips, flops, booms, and busts of everything in the real estate market. Very information-packed episode this week. Uh, we are talking about bargains, bargains in real estate. And I'd like to address a couple of things, bargains in real estate with back-on-mark properties. And this uh, these keywords, price improvement, um, newly improved price, price corrections. So you could see where I'm going with this, right? All right. Before we jump into that, of course, I want to do some announcements. Uh, let I'm here to remind you, I'm here to remind and love on you that write down your real estate goals for 2022. Imagine that we're halfway, more than halfway through the year. We are more than halfway through the year. That's incredible. We're already in mid-August and all I can think of is I've got to do my thesis papers. Get it done, Lisa. In fact, what I was doing right now, I'm putting my stuff on vibrate and silent so you don't hear my phone chime and ring. So here was, was really interesting. I just got a phone call from a, a real estate colleague that goes hand in hand with today's show. And that's just the universe mirroring back that I'm right I'm, I'm right where I need to be. We're right on point with our discussions, with our show topics. So I'll share with you about that phone call I just had shortly. In any case, writing down your real estate goals for 2022, because we're half more than halfway through the year. Of course, I think about all the things that I have to do. Uh, so I've got my goals down. I've got things up on my board. In fact, in fact, hello. One of the things I put on my board is coming to fruition and I've registered the brokerage. Uh, I've re registered the brokerage with the city of Compton. So certain cities, you got to have a business license before you listing and selling properties in those markets. And so it was really cool that I went down and the business license rep was like, oh, you're a new business license. And, and I'm like, yeah, I thought I'd just come down and put a face to my brokerage. And he said, you know what? I like your energy. He said, I'm waiting for my exam date. Do you have a card? Because I, I want to give you a call and talk about joining your company. So that's just always good vibes. See, this is what I appreciate about going on vacation and then coming back. And then the universe is just open, ready, willing, and able to bless you and continue conspiring. But it cannot conspire for you if you're not writing down those real estate goals. So that was my, I'm sharing my real estate goal with you. I will share progressively another real estate goal I've been working on. Uh, this is pretty huge. I kind of, I 
I went ahead and I'm I'm jumping. I'm going for it, y'all. So I will share with you. I've got one more step and I'll let you know the big announcement. Uh, some friends and folks are asking me, am I going to do like this big announcement? Are we going to do this huge campaign? We could do a launch party. Always give me a reason to party. Yeah. So, okay. So I share that with you. It works. And here's why I know it works. I put a listing on my, so I have my board here. I've got this board, this large board, it's more than half the wall. I have a glass whiteboard. So I put my things on, put my goals, right? What are my goals? What do I want to execute? What do I, what do I want to do? Because here's the secret to success. The universe does not like voids. What does that mean? If you're putting down, listing your to-dos, listing your things you want to execute, as you complete them, the universe is conspiring to fill them with what's next, what's next. So it's on you to give direction. What, what else would you like to see happen? What else are you looking to experience? Am I going over some of you? No, it's working. Okay, you get this. A lot of you've watched me from, I mean, listen, I've been, been at this for some time, but I'm not here because I just, you know, stumbled across the next and the opportunity and this door open. And no, it's because of this, writing down those goals. So I implore you, I invite you, join me and let's get some stuff done for 2022 and beyond. You'll especially need it. You will especially need it because market is shifting, which is the topic and segue of today's show. With that, I will share <clears throat> disclaimers. The information provided on this show is not meant to be received as legal or tax advice. Please seek or consult with those reputable licensed professionals regarding your specific case and or situation. Okay, this is information purposes only. Don't let me lie to you. Go ahead and fact check. Uh, I get calls often. I got a really great call. One of my industry colleagues called me and she was asking me, where am I getting my information from? Where's the source? And when I do classroom style, I do put the source. I subscribe to various news outlets. I am an avid reader. I read different things in different industries to make sense of what is happening globally nationally, locally, I read things that interest me. So, and, and then I do Google word key search. So you, you can do Google keywords. If you don't know how I did a class on that, but I put a couple things in Google keywords like markets that I farm, cities, states. I put my name as a Google keyword. How many times my name is being searched or comes up or my company name or my trademarks, how many times it comes up. You got to be diligent about your brand. Uh, I won't have that discussion here. That's our Monday show for Shifter Thinking when we talk about, you know, success and branding and all that fun stuff. But keywords, Google keywords. Uh, what else? What else? For those of you who are new to me, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Lisa G Gillette, also known as Super Agent. I am a so Southern California broker owner of Devenio Estates, completely separate from the show. But that's the entity where we do our real estate sales and leasing, et cetera. And what else? Um, a short sale certified foreclosure, certified experience, 
So short sales, uh, foreclosures, probate, trust sales. Ooh, and I'm doing a, I'm, I've got a guardianship sale coming soon. So I'm really excited. You know why? Because I put that on my list. I was like here and I was like, I want to do a guardianship sale. Excuse me, not a guardianship sale. Conservatorship. That means guardianship is coming. You see how it just flowed out my mouth? We'll be doing guardianship sale coming soon. But I've got a conservatorship sale. And I said to myself, I've been doing probate, I've been doing trust. I'd like to do a conservatorship. Boom. Uh, I ended up getting referred through one of our vendor partners, which great segue and promo for Omnis Property Solutions, who did a board up of a property in this particular area, contacted the owner. There was squatters being removed out of this property that's been sitting vacant. He asked the police officers, hey, do you, you know, I, I, this is what we do. We board up, do lockouts and police officer says, oh no, we don't have funds, but we can direct you to who made the call and, and maybe they can assist you. And he did that work, followed up, ended up getting in touch with the owner who was out of state, said yes, boarded up for us. He says at the same time, what is your intent with the property? He says, We're in, I'm looking to sell. Great. I have someone for you. Give her a call. You see how that works? It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So that's what I have to share about that. In the meantime, before we jump into today's show, let's go ahead and thank today's sponsors, Omnis Property Solution. We'll be right back after the sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end -end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. Thank you. Omnis Property Solutions. Check them out at omnispreservation.com. Be sure to call or text at 310-957-9132. All right. With that, I want to share thank you to our radio podcast listeners who are listening all over. All over. We've got we've got audiences in France and Germany. This is so awesome. I just am so grateful for the internet that you can use it positively. This is internet in a positive way. All right. If you're new to us, uh, you do know there is a price for admission for this real estate game is press one lets me know you're here press one in the chat below lets me know you're here press two lets me know you've shared it so go ahead and uh help somebody get some of this game today of course i do ask if i share anything that is just a real estate gem worthy something you didn't know drop a mic drop gem or maybe a house emoji Ooh, a house emoji in the chat box for me uh and then of course send some love Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and turn on your notification bell. That way you're not missing any of our new episodes. We air live 
Wednesdays at 11. Of course, if I'm not traveling, negotiating some deal or doing mommy duties or something. Uh, but for the most part, guess what? We are in episode 173. You've got that right. I've been doing this 173 episodes strong. And then when you add shift, you're thinking it's at 300. So we've got not including other streams that I've done. I think I'm like at 600 episodes on our uh, page and channels. So good stuff here. Good stuff. So what do I want to discuss today? Something that I've been noticing and kudos to, you know, my seller clients, or if you were a seller, kudos to you for exiting the market at one of the highest prime optimum time to exit the market. That doesn't mean those of you who still have to sell, who are still on the market, that doesn't mean that you can't benefit. What it does mean is that now you're going to have to give up some things prior to interest rates adjusting and Federal Reserve doing what they're doing, this geoeconomic, uh, geopolitical climate, the socioeconomic environment, uh, people still not recovering from COVID, businesses not returning, gas prices up and fluctuating, interest rates continually increasing and maybe having a dip, but then it goes up and you get what I'm saying? There's a lot happening in the market that is impacting the numbers. But what I'd like to ask you realistically, and I'm going to use the chat box, chat box today because we're doing discussion style. I'm not doing classroom style today. Just discussions. Chat box question for you today. How long, how long did you think the, uh, the real estate prices would continue to rise. Uh, mm -hmm. For those of you who've uh, been studying, knowing what's going on, paying attention, I ask you, how long did you think the real estate prices would rise or continue to rise? We have been at this for about 12 to 13 years. Our market has not corrected. Uh, and I know people will be like, Lisa, what side are you on? Aren't you in real estate? I'm on the side of keeping it real and 100. <laughs> the reality of it, see, this wouldn't be ready set real estate if I wasn't keeping it real and 100. What side am I on? The side of truth. That's right. Side of, side of truth. We're in the age of knowledge, knowing and truth. So how long did you think? I'd like for you to let me know. What are your thoughts? Did you think prices would continue to rise as they have year after year in, in, in the way that it has? In the way that it has. What we are noticing, what we are noticing is that it is making a correction. It's, I, and I've had this discussion before that it's going to be more painful for some sellers and some industry professionals than others because they're still kind of riding the wave that has now um, crashed on the beach and now it's, uh, you know, recessing back into the water, to the ocean. You can tell I spend many days at the beach. So that's my analogy is water, waves. I'm just 
Cali girl. I'm a Cali girl. With that, I say, um, definitely do your research and homework because it has been painful. I've noticed uh, property owners who have put their properties on the market and have made some significant price drops. Um, I don't know averages quite yet, but I am seeing, I get the alerts every day, every half a day um, period, because we get alerted on instant changes. So I get emails of price corrections. I get email of price corrections. I actually want to, uh, let's see, want to see, want to show you. No, let's do, probably deleted my emails because I get so many for the price corrections. But here's what's happening, and it's really sad. It's, um, oh, here's one. Do, 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 do. This is a location correction. Let's look at some price correction. I'm going to bring up and share my screen just so you can see what I'm talking about. Lots of price corrections happening and price changes. And the reason being is because sellers are going based on what they heard. And then if you choose an industry professional that's willing to lie to you to get that listing, yes, I said it, will lie to you and say, oh, yeah, I think we can get that. Mm -mm, no, no. You know why? Because the appraisals have not even had a chance to quite catch up with the middle of this shift that we're experiencing right now. So if you are thinking about putting your property on the market and kudos to, to you who have called me and said, you know, at least I'm not going to do another real estate move without consulting you first. Good for you, because <laughs> I've noticed that when you make the move, then you call and then you're like, I got myself in a situation. Just make our lives easier. I really appreciate it. If not me, call a real estate professional. Call someone who's experienced, who's knowledgeable, who's familiar with the area, who's producing. That's another thing. Someone who's actively producing. Um, no shade to our new agents. Welcome. I'm really excited for you. This market is one that I got into back in 2006. It was like high and then it crashed. That's when I got in the market. So I'm excited because 16 years, I've made my first cycle. And so I'm looking at all the symptoms. And I'm remembering when I first got in the business, I was too green to understand what it was that I was hearing, what I was seeing, what I was, I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. First generation in real estate. I don't know. It's not where I come from. It's not what I do. But I do recall, you know, uh, I, there was a mortgage banker who said, and he's still in the industry today, and he said, uh, you know, our colleagues, he said, my colleagues are filing for disability. That's when the onset of the crash was happening. That's when some people knew behind the scenes Wells Fargo was doing robo-signing. I didn't know. That was when I had just closed my first deal and my client then calls me and says, Indy Mac is closed. They're closing down. You remember that? Yeah. So we're symptomatic in terms of having to make those adjustments. But more so, here's what I think that we're not counting on, which leads me to say this. 
and, and revisit our topic. I'll put it back up here. Leads me to say this. People are not factoring in the psyche of the buyer and the seller. They're not factoring psyche because it was psyche that created an entire movement with BLM. That entire BLM, Black Lives, Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement. Uh, what what else? The climate. Remember Greta, the young girl who was around the world about the glo global warming and climate, and we've got to urge do something about it. The psyche of the people is what influences movements change. And I don't think people are factoring that in as we're talking about interest rates increasing, um, watching prices adjust. And of course, the media loves to play on your psyche and your emotions, because if they can dictate, influence and control your emotions, then what does that mean? You're not thinking rationally. You're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking logically. You're thinking emotionally. So if you're only depending on mainstream media to give you your news about what's happening in the market and, oh, we're headed to a recession and, you know, this and that. And it's it appears to be worse than it is. And because you're emotionally attached to it, especially if you are one that maybe have just purchased in the last year, you would have paid top dollar for that property at, yes, at a great interest rate. What I'm concerned right now is it was the same psyche and individuals who paid top dollar in our last market who walked away from their properties when the market tanked. And this is what I want to forewarn you. Share this with someone that you love. And here's why. Because people committed suicide during the housing crisis, during the financial meltdown. People burned down their houses. They executed their families over real estate. Let's really talk about this. Let somebody know if you're not an investor and your money is tied up, invested in the roof over your head, you should not be throwing your arms and saying, oh, I've just lost so much money. I paid 800000 and now this house is worth 600000 because that's what's happening. So it's happening in these areas. I had uh, one of the neighbors, we just put a, a property on the market and the mark and the client before I was speaking with her, she feels that her house is worth a million dollars. Now I would absolutely agree and would, would enjoy happily selling that property for a million dollars. But guess what? The great philosopher Jay-Z said, numbers don't lie people do. So if the market is not willing to pay you a million dollars for your property that you so emotionally, sentimentally, and by influence of what you paid for it, doesn't mean the next person is going to pay that as well. Especially as we're watching the geopolitical climate that we're in. We're, we're in war. We've got the U.S. sending money over to another country. We've got our own issues hearing, happening here on the front line. Uh, and I'm noticing so much happening with uh, 
moratoriums still not completely expired or ended. We're still dealing with that. We're, we're dealing with a, a, a bubbling civil unrest as it relates to the unhoused or people who are facing becoming unhoused. So here's where I'm going with this. I've set the context for you. Now, if you're in the market, you can, there's still opportunities. There's still opportunities for those of you who have been on the fence, albeit um, on the fence for purchasing owner oc we call you as an end user, as an owner occupant buyer, or an investment purchase. There's opportunities here to be made both locally and abroad, and you can negotiate great deals in these back on market properties and these properties that come back with price adjustments. So let me drop some keywords for you uh, that you want to search, right? So you want to, so BOM, little, little class notes, back on market, right? Um, BOM, so if you see that, you Google that, that equals back on markets. BOM is back on market. That means for whatever reason, I can't, so my book is up there. The one that I wrote called Just Fell Out of Escrow. I've discontinued that because I'm going to update it. But if you did grab your copy, then you know I dropped some gems in that book. It's called Just Fell, Just Fell Out of Escrow, Five Top Reasons a Property Does Not Sell. Uh, if you'd still like an author copy, you can send me a message. Um, Cash App, Zell, Venmo, uh, 15 bucks, or it'll include shipping or cover shipping. So Just Fell Out of uh, Escrow is one of the books. I'm revising a couple of our books and I'm launching some new ones. So stay tuned, dropping gems and games. Uh, although is reading a lost art? Is this, is reading a lost art as I've been noticing as cursive is, I don't teach cursive, but ah, I still, I'm, my children will know cursive. My children will know cursive. The next keyword I want you to look for uh, is price correction. Okay, you can set keywords. You can set your Google keywords if you're searching this stuff. You can um, filter out this stuff when you're searching and looking up properties. Price correction. Price correction. What does that mean? They've dropped the price, usually. It's usually they've dropped the price. It's almost like saying, my bad. We were just testing if you were willing to pay the original asking price, but my bad, we made a mistake and we, we changed some numbers. So we've corrected it, right? It's up to you in terms of how you want to market those properties. Price adjustments is the next one. Price adjustment is the next one that you're going to look up. Price adjustment having to make those price adjustments. So as I was sharing this, okay, so when I jumped into this, I got a call from a colleague and kudos to her. She's got a listing. She noticed we closed a property in the area, which means we may have gotten a pool of buyers that would have been interested. And so that phone call right five, four minutes before going live today was from a real estate uh, professional who was saying, I have a listing in your area and we you know, this is what it's, what the asking price is. You might have, excuse me, I, I'm drinking this ginger tea, Prince of Prince of Peace, herbal tea or not, uh, honey ginger tea. I just, 
It's so great. It's my go-to. Anyway, so she calls me and she says, maybe you have, um, you know, buyers who were interested. We noticed that you just closed one of the property, one of your listings in, in the area, and perhaps you might have interested buyers. Very, very different from now eight months. So we're in August, very different from four months ago. I would not have received a phone call from a listing agent saying, hey, I am desperate to sell this property. Do you have any buyers? Very different from last year that listing agents who are priced aggressively, overly eagerly priced, whatever you want to call it, um, both they, they and the seller are having reality checks in terms of how to uh, sell that property. You've got to be strategic in your marketing. That's that's just where we've got to be. We've got to be strategic in our marketing. Reason being is because buyers are much more savvier. Um, and then we've lost 25% of the buyer market since the increase in rates. And so while that works out for those who are still in the game, we also are noticing two foreign buyers have returned into the market. Foreign buyers had sat out last year because it just got ridiculous. You all know this. We saw the memes. We saw the jokes. It just got ridiculous. But now we have foreign buyers that are back. We have investors that are like this, hmm, looking for a deal. So I share these things with you and these tips as you're thinking of investing and purchasing what kinds of things that uh, give you those signs and signals that this could be, there's a bargain to be made. There's a bargain to be had. But in this context, let me say this, because I, this was a deal I was negotiating last night with my buyer clients. Now, <laughs> there's one thing getting a deal. What is a deal? Let's define a deal. A deal is you win, the universe wins, the other side wins, right? Win, win, win. That's a deal. The deal is that you feel good about it, they feel good about it, and the overall universe is feeling great that this has concluded. It's consummated in something that was good. I don't get to determine what a good deal is because you might need something more than just price if you're on the seller side, right? You might need time. You might be, you know, wanting someone to buy your house without worrying about repairs or termites or pest issues or, you know, the gutters missing, that might be good terms for you. And it may not be all built in price. You may need more time, meaning you might be doing a replacement property. You need a concurrent sale. You may, you still need to find your replacement home. So while price is important, it's not everything. So this is why I'm sharing with you all is on the buyer side negotiating for a bargain is not just on the price, but also on the terms. Is the seller willing to assist with your closing costs, giving you those credits? Because the deal I was structuring last night, um, the seller's not willing to budge on credits at all. That tells me one of two things. This deal is really tight. So as you're trying to negotiate for a bargain, keep this in mind that the seller oftentimes has loans to pay off. They have transactional costs. Transactional costs involve title insurance, settlement, escrow fees, county, city, transfer tax fees, broker fees, call it commission fees, 
um, agent, whatever you want to call it, right? Because I'm noticing people are like, don't call it commissions. Call it a transactional fee. Don't call it, listen, it's, it's the cost of doing business when you hire a real estate professional. I don't know why we keep dancing around this. It's literally just, it's the cost of doing business, at least working with a professional. So you have those fees embedded in that. So when you're negotiating for a bargain, remember that seller client, and oftentimes you can ask, and sometimes this stuff is public information as well. You can see when they just, when they last purchased, if they purchased two years ago, or even a year ago, and they're selling this year, there's likely a high balance loan. So don't come in wanting to undercut and just stick them with a $250,000 price reduction in your offer because that deal may not work. It may not make financial sense. That's very different from someone who knows realistically they are facing a short sale. I'll talk about short sales next week because I'm starting to notice some of them are coming up. And I did want to dedicate a segment of the show to discussing um, a couple liens that I am seeing would create short sales in our markets. So those of you who are experiencing uh, these changes as we're watching the market shift alive and direct. Um, we haven't seen it go bust completely. They're still great. It's still healthy in terms that sellers are still walking away with equity. Uh, it's not to the amount of last year where it has been significant, where they didn't have to pay much out of pocket in terms of closing costs and repairs and et cetera. It was really the most easiest time and the best time that I've witnessed in my career. Now, mind you, I've only been 16 years in the business and I can only hear the stories prior to that. But in my career, it was one of the exciting times. It was a historic time. And it was also a very, I, I would think, a challenging time because for me as a professional, I want to be ethical give proper advice to my buyer clients who were engaging in uh, purchasing at that time. But the term sometimes I'm like, whoa, ooh, scary that uh, people were willing to sign on to some terms. The good news is everyone, again, what was a good deal that they got it done. And that's not for me to determine uh, what a good deal is for those who purchase then and those who are negotiating and purchasing or selling now. It is you all as the parties involved that get to determine that. When you're working with real estate professionals, sure, you ask for our guidance, but ultimately the decision is yours to make. All right. The next term, let me see. I have uh, BOM, price correction, price adjustment. I've got one, um, new and improved, new and improved price. I'm giving you those keywords, new and improved price. This is uh, another, I like the new and improved price as, as, as opposed to price correction and price adjustment, just from a marketing standpoint new and improved price. And I think in that, when you do that, industry professionals, I'm just going to give a sidebar and tip directly to my colleagues. Uh, when you do make these changes like price correction, price adjustment, new and improved price, I'm noticing a couple things. You are forgetting to change the copyright in your property descriptions. So if you were saying uh, things like, 
if you were saying things like, uh, you know, schedule a time now, this property won't last long on the market. And it's now been 60 days or 45 or, and of course that's in relation to the days on market, that's average for your particular market. Of course, when you get in the higher price points and luxury and whatnot, those properties tend to sit longer. So I'm not referring to those. I'm saying if the DOM days on market in your market is like 12 to 14 days, 21 days, and you've been on the market for 68 days or 80 days, and you're still your copyright still says um, you better snatch this one up. It won't last long. Remember to change the copyright. For those of you who are hearing me give that tip and you're looking for a bargain, that's your that's your evidence. There's a bargain to be made there because the copyright and the price adjustment, there's a disconnect here. And so those are things that will show you that there's there's a bargain to, to, to be had. Um, another one that it does bother me, I don't use it in my marketing, but I notice other people do, but it's very telling and I think it's a disservice to sellers. But in any case, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Um, this term, uh, this phrase, seller very motivated. Why I'm not found of this is because I thought the seller was motivated when they listed their house with the agent and put it on the market. That to me tells me they're motivated to sell their house. They actually went and hired someone and said, I'm willing to pay a commission and I'm willing to go through this process to sell my house. So to say seller very motivated um, adds that extra like hint, hint to, to those who are looking for bargains. And um, that's kind of evident. Like I said, I think for me on a seller client, on a listing side, it's a disservice because it puts your seller at a disadvantage in terms of their position. Uh, you know, sometimes I want to re reveal all your, you know, all your ace cards, your negotiating cards and coming out the gate with that phrase in particular will definitely tilt the scales in the favor of the buyer. So in any case, uh, seller very motivated is another uh, key term and key phrase that you should be looking for. And just as a recap, for those of you who are, are joining us and make sure if you catch us on the replay, do hashtag replay. We're talking about bargains with back on market properties and those with price adjustments and price corrections. We're, we're revisiting price terms. So let's see, any that you can think of, mind sharing, drop in the comment below. I've got the ones that have been pretty popular. Uh, also, I've, even though I said BOM and the name of my own book called uh, Just Fell Out of Escrow, that will also be... Uh, one of your heads up that, hey, there is a bargain to be had here. And here's why is because with the just fell out of escrow, and this is me just reading the chats and comments. <laughs> with the just fell out of escrow, there's a couple things that have transpired is that the seller has already been kind of tugged and pulled on with negotiations. And that could be inspections have been completed. Do know, do know, do know, read your contracts, read your contracts that if, from a disclosure standpoint, if an inspection has been completed and a report is to be delivered to the seller, 
that means you as a buyer who's looking for a bargain and looking and looking to negotiate um, price and terms, ask for a copy of the inspection report. It should be available and it is part of the seller's duty to disclose any, any reports that are made available to them during the time, um, even before, because I, I was doing seller's disclosures with my client and I noticed, I said, oh my gosh, this the way it's worded now is it's asking, are you aware of any inspections or reports prior to? So, uh, and the reason being that you want to get that is because you get to see, you get to, to open book. I've talked about this in terms of cars. It's your car facts, right? It's your report. When's the last time they were doing um, uh, maintenance on the property? Last time, if there were any uh, expenditures, like those big ticket items, like roof, electrical, plumbing, any of those have been addressed. That's the little book that'll tell you, you know, a, a, I think a decent and a quality inspection report will reveal those things for you that you can negotiate and get the bargains that you're looking for. I also want to say this. I want to give you an added tip too as well. Um, I'm noticing this happening for bargains, not just on the back on market properties, but I'm going to just go here as well. Do not be dissuaded from pursuing probate properties that need court confirmation. Um, ooh, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do a show on that. Never mind. I'm, gonna do, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to keep it in line here because I'm noticing something and uh, so it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Okay, so you've got some great key terms and keyword searches that you should be looking for, things to pay attention to. We've talked about an, the overall health of the market, both locally and nationally, not just happening here in SoCal in our backyard, but everywhere, which is why uh, our team's been working on positioning ourselves not just locally, but also in out of areas as well, because we're going to start seeing a more favorable market. We already are. And a lot of our clients know this. If they're still sticking it out through interest rates, they already know they've been able to close on their purchases with bargain prices, bargain deals. And what does that mean? Favorable terms, favorable prices, not the prices of last year. Uh, don't be dissuaded by interest rate hikes. Why? Because now you can negotiate rate buy downs. We're just back in that space in place. Don't be dissuaded from uh, purchasing a property that needs work. Guess what? The seller now may be more apt, more inclined to take a 203k loan. What is that? And I'm going to close out with this. It's a rehab loan. So don't be dissuaded from looking at a property that would require a little bit sweat equity but your 203k rehab loan will give you not only the loan to purchase the property, but will give you the funds in doing the repairs. The good news about this is that you don't have to go get a you know, Home Depot credit card or some other personal line of credit or a HELOC after you purchase the property is it will allow you to purchase it with needing work. And sometimes that can be upwards. They have two programs. Um, they have the the streamline and the full 203K where it's just upwards up to 25,000. I'll check the limits because I haven't done one 
in a while because we were in a different market that sellers were not willing to do the 203k rehab loans, but they may be well, willing to do it in order to get their price today. Why? Is because there aren't that many buyers that are submitting multiple offers. So now's your time to revisit 203k rehab loans and picking up that ideal property that you can customize it to what you would like in the end. Okay. Comments, questions, feedback. How are you feeling about this information today? Uh, I'm feeling great. It's Wednesday and we're back, back from vacation. Thank you for all the love, likes, and shares. Really appreciate you all who are catching us on the live. And um, I'm here for you. Just let me know. Again, we will re we will be resuming our classes and workshops in live. I'm lining up some locations. It looks like I'm going to do a community center here uh, and a couple other places. I'm thinking about our own office, but it's time. It's time to bring it back. I see that uh, folks are feeling a little bit better. I know there's, we're still on alert with COVID, but some folks are feeling a little bit more comfortable moving around and about. And so I'd love to reconnect with you all. It's been so long. It's been so long. And it'd be great to reconnect with you and pour into you uh, discussing post-market. What should we be looking out for? Now, how should we move accordingly, right? And very, very important. I love giveaways. So if you haven't received your own CFPB, that's Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Homeowner's Guide to Success, make sure you send me an email. Say, hey, Lise, you mentioned this on the show. I'd like my homeownership guide to success. It has a budget a sheet in there. It has some great resources and tips. If in the event you are facing a hardship, it talks about alternatives to selling. Again, I did a whole five-part series on our show. Again, a whole five-part series on our show for client retention, homeownership retention, not client, but homeownership retention on what can you do in lieu of having to sell your property. Why are we having this discussion? Is because the reality is we're seeing people not being able to recover. The reality is, is that we are seeing a lot more reverse mortgages uh, coming to the surface. Our, our seniors are passing on, they're exiting. Reverse mortgages cannot be assumed. Reverse mortgages cannot be assumed. So that what does that mean? It needs to be paid off in full and you should have someone teed up what does that mean? Someone prepared that can qualify for the loan if you want to keep the family home or speak and consult with a real estate professional to guide you through those steps on uh, selling and closing on a reverse mortgage lien against a family property after your loved one has done one or two things. One, um, the loan is usually due or called due when they are placed in a perm outside of the home, convalescent home. Uh, long, uh, not long term, but a memory care loss facility. They have a, they have, they have resources to know when they, when that happens. And uh, the second is when the borrower passes away. So very, very important to have this guide to success because it gives you uh, the information and the numbers to HUD counselors, HUD approved counselors to help when you're facing those hardships and foreclosure. So it's a foreclosure prevention uh, resource as, as well. All right. With that, I say have a powerful and productive week. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.